Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, and anything else remotely nerdy. I am Jason, and I'm here with my brother slash co-host, Ben. And today we will be talking about the latest movie from Marvel Studios, which is Ant-Man, cool ant man I'm so annoyed that you said this weeks ago that that's why they've called it that. And I was like, no, it's because of the quantum realm. And in fact, I feel like it's more because it says Ant and Man in it. Because <laughs> of the title sequence starts with Ant-Man and then just fills in the rest of the word. Yeah. And I'm really pissed off that you were kind of correct. So this came out Friday. Uh, we're recording this Sunday. We've been to see it today and are recording the same day. So it's fresh in our minds. No, just, no, we were at a special screening two days before it came out. <laughs> yeah, we get invited to all the special shit. Yeah. We saw this last year. <laughs> <laughs> we're only just letting it go now. Uh, so let's start off uh, spoiler-free. Uh, okay. So you, you texted me earlier, Ben. Yeah. You texted me earlier. You said... Apparently, this film is mind blowing, and I yeah, said it really that, wasn't. And I'd said that I'd heard that it's shite. <laughs> I think I the truth like is somewhere between. The yeah, the truth is between those two. Um, but yeah, like the the online it's reception. Not shit. It's not shit. But I left that cinema with my socks still clean on my feet. My socks were not knocked off. Yeah, the, the online reception to this film has been as though it's the worst film Marvel have ever made. And I don't think that's possible because Dark World exists. Yeah, so does Ragnarok. Like, it's nowhere near as bad no, as Ragnarok. not Ragnarok. Uh, not Ragnarok, sorry, Love and Thunder. You blasphemous and... bastard. Ragnarok's no, no, Ragnarok's a brilliant a good film. One. Ragnarok's the best. I feel like Love and Thunder is worse than Dark World. I think it probably is, because at least, yeah... <laughs> That there is nothing worse than a comedy that fails at being funny, and Dark World isn't trying to be funny, so it's fine. It's not a great film, but at least it's not just like cringe-worthy, yeah. failed attempts at humour. Anyway, like we're, we're what minutes into this podcast, and already we've got diverted talking about how shit Love and Thunder is instead of Ant Man. It's because it is. It's just shit. And when people say this movie's shit, it can't be because that's shit. It is better than those two. And so when we went into the cinema, we got handed questionnaires. And one of the questions after was, um, is it better than Ant-Man and the Wasp? And we both said this film is better than that. Yeah, I think that's because my, my memory of Ant-Man and the Wasp is pretty like vague and that says to me that it can't have been that good otherwise i'd have a clearer memory of it i just remember the building was a suitcase or something the yeah, building was a bag hope, hope's pissed off at well they not a at the end of ant-man they were a couple weren't they and they not yeah. a couple anymore because i couldn't quite no, tell they are from now. this film they, they, are, are, they, are, they, are. they are again they were, they were at Ender Ant-Man and then he went to Germany to fight Captain America so they were pissed off 
So she she weren't weren't talking to him, and then they got back together in Ant Man and the Wasp. Okay. And now it's she's like Cassie's stepmom. I couldn't tell if it were meant to be a couple. I didn't feel like those two had any chemistry in this. Um, I did like the little uh, family dynamic in the film. Yeah, um, I did. So, so it, uh, yeah, have you got much to say that's spoiler-free? So, I think it all felt a little bit vanilla. Apart from Kang, who I think is just a terrifyingly aware of his own existence way too much being. Yeah. Like, he knows his past and future and all this, and it's just a little bit terrifying. And I think Jonathan May just does an amazing job at playing him. Um, So I really like Kang, but I feel like the rest of the film was a little bit vanilla. I don't know if that's just because they're setting up the whole multiverse saga. Because this is kind of the first one in the saga where they're talking about multiverses, aren't they? Like yeah. Black Panther is, but it's not really. The, the I think one of the issues with more more recent Marvel films and like post Endgame Marvel films is that they're a bit too preoccupied with setting up the universe, where a lot of the older MCU films. You know, t- tied in there in in a to the the overall story in a very small way, whereas it and, feels and like ones where they brought everything in to tie things. It feels like everything that's come since Endgame has been a bit too preoccupied with setting up this next big story. And if everything if everything's constantly set up, it's like, are we not going to get any kind of payoff until Kang Dynasty? Yeah, it's like. With Marvel movies, I kind of want there to be that. Do you know the moments where you're like, oh, my God, like hitting your friend, like what the fuck is going? Do you know, like the twists and things you didn't expect? And I I don't think I didn't not expect anything in this. But like the kind of moments that you're talking about are the kind of moments that should come like at the 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 big climate like in the Avengers films they can do stuff like that but for the solo films I don't want it to all be like trying to trying first, to recreate first, like Iron big... Man when he, first Iron Man when he comes out of the cave you're like oh my god this is do you know what I mean uh, you, it I, doesn't I... it doesn't have to be at the final film it there still should be these bits going through where you just don't expect things to happen like you shouldn't be able to predict what's going to happen yeah, well, I'm not sure I would have quite predicted how this film ended. It is a bit generic, uh, and I I do think it manages to stand up on its own, though. That is something yeah. like... I, I think this does, although it is obviously Kang is the big villain of this arc, I think it does still... I think if you showed this to someone who didn't know anything about Marvel, they would still mostly be able to follow along. Like it's not. So so this is yeah this is a positive for the film. I'm saying it's it's been negative for most of the other post Endgame films, but I think this film got the balance right. 
I'm going to talk about this because I don't think it's a spoiler because everyone's seen the trailer. I still think what I said before when we saw the trailer that the quantum realm looked muddy and murky and dull and not very visually appealing. No, I, I disagree. Um, and I know your lovely partner who came with us thought it looked quite pretty, and I thought it did look quite pretty. At yeah, place. it was just about the only thing she liked about the film was the visuals. I was like, <laughs> no, I didn't like the visuals. I don't think it looked that bad. And I think I even said to you partway through that I want one of those microorganism things that they have there. One thing I will say about this, though, is it was a funny film. It was funny, yeah. It didn't, like, it didn't try too hard, and it meant that all the little one-liners and little things, just comments, were actually quite funny. It was funny in the normal amount for a Marvel movie. Normally, it wasn't, you know, Taika Waititi levels of trying to be a comedy. It's not, you know, it's not a comedy. It's it's funny in the same way that... I was going to say that Thor films are, but that, the last two have been Taika Waititi. It was Waititi. funny in the way... It, Funny in the way that Ragnarok was. No, no, because that was a, a comedy, pretty much. Mm. It was funny in the way that the Infinity War is at times. Like it's not, it's not a comedy, but it still has jokes. Mostly coming from Rocket Raccoon. And Ant Man. Ant Man's not in Infinity War. I thought you were still talking about Ant-Man saying that Rocket Raccoon or jokes come from him. I'm like... No, no, no. I weren't watching. No, I'm... <laughs> I weren't watching. I didn't fucking see him. Yeah, you fell asleep for like the, the, that whole hour when Rocket Raccoon turns up. Where is that why I thought it went really vanilla? <laughs> the big twist, I'm, I was asleep for it. Incidentally, no, just, incidentally think... the, the book, Scott Lank has written a book that's an autobiography yep. in this film. You can pre-order it. Okay. Has Paul Rudd written it? I don't think so. Like, I'm not sure who's... Like, it's it's credited as being written by Scott Lang. <laughs> right. But obviously, it's going to be a ghostwriter. But, yeah, you can pre-order it. It comes out on the 5th of September. Scott Lang, look out for the little guy. <laughs> I'm going to get it. But, no, what... I, I think this film was funnier than standard Marvel movies. It wasn't a comedy, but I think it was funnier. And I noticed that a lot of the cinema quite often was laughing at it. Like there were just, uh, there was more comedic value in it than you would expect it to have been. I think it's just, you know, most of the jokes in there landed. So so it felt like it worked. It might have had the same amount of, of actually funny jokes in it as what Love and Thunder did, but it it just didn't have all the failed jokes alongside it. Yeah. And my other issue with the visuals was the... Like, so it wasn't just the world, it was like the green screening looked really, but like it looked fake. You know, when, when someone stood in front... And you get this in, in a lot of films there were a couple of times in uh, no way home where like wait a minute they're not actually there but this was like pretty they're, much they're, every they're shot not really on the top of a skyscraper probably not now but no just like there's a there's a shot of a uh, flash in no way home when he's in like a, a tennis 
outfit. Like he's been playing tennis. He's got the sweatband around his head, and 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 like you look at that shot, and it's just really badly composited, and you can you can tell that he's he's just stood on a, a green stage, and that I got that impression from about eight eighty percent of the shots in this film, and the rest is probably just because I'd like. I'd got used to it by then. But yeah, pretty much every shot, it just looks like they're stood in front of a video playing behind them. It doesn't look like they're ever actually there. And I know they're not actually there. But we've seen what is possible in other films. Like, other films do it so much better that you would think, like, the biggest franchise in the world would be able to do the the special effects justice and sometimes they just really don't and it's a it's a bigger issue than just this film like marvel does it quite often like talked about before in how in black panther in uh when they're the fighting on those train tracks and it just looks like two cartoons hitting each other yeah i think with other films though like avatar had a massive budget for the one film and the CGI's obviously gone down very well. But with Marvel, that's got to be that's across like ten films, do you know what I mean? What are you talking about? The fact that if they spent the same amount of money on the CGI that Avatar has on every single Marvel film, well no it but probably won't be very feasible. Okay, so don't make a film that is entirely set in the quantum realm where you're going to have to rely on CGI. Like, either do it right or or don't do it. Yeah. I didn't have too many issues with the visuals. I didn't really... I did, it really, really jarred for me for, like, the, the first, like, half hour of the being in the quantum realm, I just couldn't take anything seriously because it, I thought it just looked so bad. Maybe it was meant to look bad. Don't be stupid. <laughs> stop Maybe. trying stop trying to make excuses for them. <laughs> it was bad. Well, Kevin's busy. I've got to make the excuses for him. He can't back him son up here. <laughs> so shall we move on to spoilers? Spoilerific time. So if you've not seen Ant Man and the Wasp cool ant man here yet then stop listening now or or you know don't stop listening if you don't care I, you know it's up to you do, do what you want we're not going to tell yeah. you what to do apart from eat your vegetables i'm not your boss so i think some of my favorite parts of the film were actually right at the beginning okay before before they enter the quantum realm uh, you've got Scott walking down the street and he's giving himself a little pep talk in his head and everyone recognises him. Like I thought all that stuff were really fun. I did. I liked the bit when he goes into the shop and it's like, bye, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just seeing him him getting used to being recognised now. Yeah. Uh, and it is. It has been like he he says, doesn't he? That like my life makes no sense. And I think it has been a strange journey for Ant Man. Like going from being a a convict 
to an unknown superhero to, to an Avenger. Exactly, yeah. Uh, there was a bit of uh, Jimmy Woo in that bit as well, did you notice? Yeah, just a little bit. Didn't say a word, though. Yeah, just a cameo. I thought it was going to be in it more. Like, when he popped up there, I was like, oh, he's going to be in this. Nah. We like Jimmy Woo. <laughs> and how amazed he gets by Scott's magic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I did uh, I did really like all that. And, uh, the, you know, the excerpts from his book, I think, were some of the funnier stuff in the film as well. The book that you can pre-order now from Amazon. We want we royalties. Should, we should have one of those affiliate links that people use. Like, people put out affiliate links. Like, if you click on this and then buy something from Amazon, we get a penny from it or something. If everyone that listened bought something, we'd have 16 pennies. <laughs> We're rolling in it. Uh, and then More we like learn. Uncomfortably sat on it. And then we learn that Cassie Lang is in jail. And Criminal. While she's been in jail, a scroll has taken over and got her face wrong. <laughs> because, yep, yeah, Cassie. Are we talking about scrolls? Before we go any deeper, just <laughs> before talking about scrolls. Okay, I saw this clip and I'm like convinced. But Nick Fury has been a Skrull since... Is it Age of Ultron they go back to Hawkeye's house? Yeah. So, in Captain Marvel, Nick Fury says, I can't eat toast when it's cut into triangles. Yeah. yeah. And it's a big part. And then, in Age of Ultron, he is eating toast that's cut into triangles. Yeah. Therefore, he's a Skrull. They've just not thought about that. No, Marvel think about everything. But no, they've not written that yet. No. (laughs) Not having it. He's he's been a scroll the whole time. All right. He hasn't. No, like that was a thing. Like as soon as Captain Marvel came out, that was a thing that people were talking about online. Like that isn't a new theory. I didn't say it was new. I said I saw a clip. I know. You've just seen it now. That film came out about five years ago. (laughs) <laughs> Still, he's been a scroll since the Ultron. Can we talk about Ant Man? Yeah, I really like Cassie's character. I do, but even if she is a scroll, I uh, I do feel bad for the uh, the original actress. Why? Because she got like she got unceremoniously recast, and they didn't even tell her. Did they not? Like she found out she was being recast when they announced that Catherine Newton was going to be playing Cassie Lang. That's the first she knew that she wasn't going to be playing Cassie Lang. Oh, it's a bit harsh. Yeah, so, you know, I do feel bad for her. But she did a good job. Yeah, I I really liked Cassie's character. And I hope we get to see more once her dad teaches her how to actually fight a bit better. Yeah, it feels like maybe she'll... uh... She'll be trained up by him a bit because she is very keen to do the right thing. And as we see, she shrunk a cop car. That was brilliant. Also, can we just point out the police? The wasps. (laughs) The wasps' costume is so much better than Ant Man's. Like it's just so much better. Ant Man can shrink and grow and punch people. The wasp can shrink and grow, shoot things out of her wrists, fly. 
yeah, you'd think he'd like get those upgrade, get those things added. Yeah, like the the wasp was beating the shit out of Kang because she had blasters. The only reason, isn't he an engineer as well? Like he was a, a, an electrician. He's good with like engineering and electrician stuff, like we've seen from previous movies where he's building things and. What has he built? He was building like the the tech for the breakings and that. No, he weren't. He had a whole crew that were doing shit like that. Yeah, but he was like with the soldering iron and shit. And he was soldering all the C4 to the ants' backs. And he's got a degree. I'm sure he has. Okay, well, that doesn't mean he can make wings for a shrinking suit. Scotland has a master's degree in electrical engineering. No, okay. but it means that he'd be able to do the blasters. And to be fair, he'd probably be able to do the wings as well because he doesn't have to focus on if, if they can shrink or not because the suit just does that. Well, yeah, but yeah, you don't want the, shrink, the suit, suit to shrink, shrink with the wings, with the wings still, still like also, at full size and the rest of the sh- suit shrink down without them. Also, it's not just attaching some wings on. It's wings that have got a flap, I guess, like, how do they control the wings? We just think it and they flap. How do they control the wings, Ben? I've never thought about this before. Probably, like, mentally. Well, Unless they've got a button on the fingers. There you go. So that that's a lot more difficult than just sticking some wings on them. All right, stick some blasters on your wrist. You're still going to do a lot better. <laughs> like, you're not going to get the shit beaten out of you. Something that random. does annoy me a bit about... And they do it in the comics as well. It's like everyone's a fucking super genius. Like, Spider-Man's a genius. Riri Williams is a fucking genius. And now uh, Scott's daughter is a genius. Like, she can send signals down into the quantum realm. It's just something that she was tinkering with while everyone were blipped. Like, I mean, why is everyone help. a genius? Super, super, super intelligence is the most common superpower. It seems like it. Is that really what we're going against? Why is everyone a genius? We're not going to go about the whole thing that Riri, Double R, Bruce Banner, Double B, Fin Fan Foom, Triple F. Well, yeah, that's just... That's a way of naming characters that makes them more memorable. Okay. I think that's what that, that is. It's a It's a trick to make names memorable. Peter Parker. Yeah, DC does it as well. With Bruce... Wo- no. <laughs> You dick! <laughs> the way you just stopped mid sentence, like oh, shit. That was the joke, Ben. Uh, Bruce Batman. Bruce Batman. Clark Kent. That's the only one. I, I mean, it's not it, it, anyway. I think it's a CK. It's CK, yeah. It's Calvin Klein. <laughs> but yeah, she's in prison, and then they're having a dinner. I love, I love the pizza. I love the pizza. They're like, order a small, we'll we'll enlarge it. Surely that's not healthy. I feel like that is like the exact thing that you do though, isn't it? Like if dads yeah. could could control think the, the size of objects, like let's order not, small. No, 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 let's not go down that route. You know what I'm saying. I know what you're thinking. Order small, we've got some pin particles. 
But surely that's just really dangerous. I mean, they're shrinking and growing themselves all the time. It can't be any more dangerous to eat grown pizza. Oh, yeah, maybe. Do things stay grown forever, like after they've been grown? Yeah. Yeah, they don't have like a time limit on. Because I wonder. Are, if... are you thinking as it goes down your digestive system, if it goes back small and then you're hungry again? Yeah, we're thinking it could be good for weight loss. <laughs> like, as it when you grow the pizza, does it still have the same amount of calories in it as when it's small? Because what are you do like? How does it grow? Does it like increase the space between the mole- molecules? In which case, there's no like extra pizza there. There's just extra loss, space. Though. Like, if there's a big bag of crisps you want to eat, but they don't come in single ones, you just shrink the bag of crisps. Well, no, because that's doing the opposite. Now, you're eating condensed crisps that have got, like, triple the calories as what they should have. (laughs) Make them bigger, and then it fills you up more. Like, just one big (laughs) what's-it. Like, I'm peckish, I'm going to have a what's-it. One massive what's-it. I swear they've done that in a Marvel film. Maybe. Well, they've just got, like, giant what's-its. Or giant monster munch, and you could just, like, have it round your waist, like a <laughs> like one of them floating rings in pool. <laughs> Wearable, like them candy necklaces and that. Yeah. We know what we should be enlarging, yeah. like beer, a bottle of wine. But again, like I feel like it's going to have the same alcoholic value. It's just going to fill you more. Surely not. Surely that's not how it works. Like you, because you're not you're not. Surely creating... increases everything, the particles and everything. You're not creating new because I'm pretty sure that's how they say it works in the first Ant Man because that's why. That's why when he hits someone when he's small, it still hurts like he's big, because. It's it's just it's the same molecules but condensed down. So it's everything. That's why, that, no, that's it, why it hurts more. Right. So, but so it's it the, the same molecules drunk. are there. They've just been condensed down. So, if you were eating food that had been shrunk down, it still got the exact same nutritional value. So you increase it. You eat one massive what's it? It fills you up because it's bigger. But it's still only got the calories of a single what's it. No, I don't think that works. I don't Why? think that math works. I just Why? don't. And it's also like, but by that logic, if he grew massive and hit someone, it'd still feel like a normal sized person hitting them. Yep. And I don't think that does. Well, I'm sure he it popped, nearly popped someone's head. I mean, also, like, the, the logic is inconsistent anyway. Because in the first one, he's like, when you shrink down, you're still way the same because you're, you're just condensed. But then he has a fucking tank in his pocket. They, didn't, they never say you weigh the same. They do, like, he, he breaks the tile when he lands on the tile in the bathroom because you condense, all, all that weight is condensed into a smaller size. Yeah. So he should not be able to lift up a tank. <laughs> no, so it's condensed into a smaller size, so when he hits the towel, all of his pressure is condensed on a much smaller space, which is why if he were normal and jumped on the tile, it wouldn't because it yeah. displaces. But because he's really tiny, it hits one pinpoint, which yeah. breaks it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't do that with a tank. 
Why? Because he hasn't dropped it. <laughs> no, but he shouldn't be able to lift it. No. Who, who's, who's behind like the science division at Marvel? I want to have this conversation on on air so that they can prove you wrong. Because <laughs> I think you're just being stupid. No, you go back and watch Ant Man one. I'm sure I'm right. You're never right. I'm always right. Anyway, shall we carry on talking about this film? We was talking about this film. Okay, uh, so yeah, they send a signal. They send a signal into the quantum realm, uh, and Janet freaks the fuck out. <laughs> and I think she's the reason it fucked up. Because it sparks when she switched it off. So I think she, she fucked it up. It, it she's, didn't, the, she's the whole reason this film happened. It didn't fuck up. Modoc says later in the film that he detected the signal that she'd sent and he pulls them in. Yeah, but after it's not she an accident. wax it and it sparks, I think she enabled some No, she just the... pulled she just pulled the power too late. Because obviously, yeah. like this isn't the first time that they've been sending signals into the quantum realm. Like, they must have tested it before this. This is just them uh, demonstrating. So I, I think the signal's been detected before, but they've just been waiting for for Scott to be around when it was activated. So, you know, they're... How do they know? Because it's it's like a two-way radio, she says. They're scanning the quantum realm. They can probably scan back from it. Maybe. You're still probably wrong. So, yeah, they get sucked in um, and obviously get split up. What were the, ant, the, the ants? What were, like, what was that all about? What were they building? It was like, yeah, the ants are building their own technology. What? Yeah. What What are they building? What are they doing? They're, They're making their own civilization. But what? Well, like... <laughs> When he says they're building their own technology, like what? They're making little ant TVs in there? Like, what? yeah. Ant TVs, <laughs> ant buildings, ant headgear. Like, I don't know. It just ant, didn't. Ant hot tubs and ant microwaves. It was, and... it was so clearly there just to set up that they're going to come back because it, it just didn't. It was like, oh, look, ants, by the way. There's some clever ants there. Right, anyway, forget about them. And just move straight on. Like, wait a minute. No, I've got more questions about exactly the ants. exactly like that. It, it was. was. Scott's like, what the hell is this? It's like, ants is like, are you controlling them? He's like, no, they're doing it themselves. Yeah. Like, like ants, they're, they're making their own technology. Anyway, enough of them. Like, wait, wait, they're making their own technology? What are they making? Whatever they want. And Scott doesn't seem too interested either. He's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's normal. Like, ants are making their own technology. Why can Tony start making his own and you don't question that? Because he's not an ant. There's many races in the multiverse. This isn't in the multiverse. This is just on Earth. You it's mean just antist. Ant ants. You mean antist. Do you not have more questions about the ants? <laughs> no, because we see them later using lasers from their heads. Exactly, <laughs> but... That's what I'm saying. It it was so obviously there just to set up them coming well, back yeah, later. Well, yeah, that's like it. Sh- when they're going down the wormhole, it shows the ants clearly. Yeah, like floating about, going, "What the fuck's going on?" Yeah, I just thought that dialogue was really clunky, and it just made it obvious. Like, remember these ants? They're gonna come back later. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't subtle. 
is what I'm saying. It's like ants, clever ants, smart ants. Now look, they're getting pulled in with us. Remember the ants. Not everyone is as smart as you and not everyone's as smart as me. You don't have to you don't have to be smart, you just have to have a basic level of media literacy. Not everyone has that. <laughs> they have to make some things clear for people. Well, I mean, clearly they do, yeah, because like every film, every single film that comes out on Twitter, like the following week, I'll see articles that's like the ending of such and such explained. It's like, why do people need everything fucking explaining? It's like, didn't you get that? Like, honestly, have you watched The Menu yet? I've been telling you to watch The Menu. No, I haven't watched it yet. You need to watch it. But anyway, like, the ending of The Menu explained. What? Like, that is not an ending that anyone should need explaining. If you if you don't understand the ending to that film, I don't know. You're not paying enough attention to the film. It's just one of them films you stick on when you're doing other stuff. Uh, no, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> oh yeah, I watched that, but I didn't get the ending. Why? What were you doing? Just hoovering. That's like there was a guy a while back. He was a reviewer, and he only watched ten minutes of film and then was like, that "No." Was shit. So th- this was for Jurassic World. And he was complaining in Jurassic World that at the end, a dinosaur that we'd never seen before jumps out of the water and grabs the Indominus Rex and kills it. And everyone online were like, no, that... It's like at the start. That that appeared earlier on in the film. And then he was like, oh, well, I went to the toilet a few times in the film, so I missed it. And everyone was kicking off, like, you're being paid to review this film, you should really be sitting there for the full thing, not like, leave it. Pause because it, that... if not. Well, I think he was in the cinema. I asked him to pause it! But still, if you can't sit there for it, and it's not a particularly long film, that one either. If you can't sit there for that long, it might not be the job for you. <laughs> anyway, look, we're getting off topic again. No, we're still talking about ants. There's people, there's people in the quantum realm. <laughs> you know, people... Quantanians. Yeah. Like some of them are clearly human, even if Humanoid. Bill Murray says he's not. He said in the right way as well. <laughs> I feel like I didn't like Bill Murray's character. I feel like it was just there for. It didn't need to be Bill Murray, did it? It felt no. like a bit of a waste of Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah. Like, how long was that? Five minutes? Five, ten minutes, and then it was like, yeah, bye. Yeah, I'll tell you who else I thought were wasted in this as well. Uh, William Jackson Harper. Oh, his character was great. I don't know why they didn't use more. No, I, I, feel, I feel like he was wasted. I, his character I found pretty annoying, and I like him as an actor. Oh, no, I, I found it quite funny. I, I hoped he was going to be um, a bigger role. I think we we spoke about before that maybe he was going to play Reed Richards, but no. Unfortunately not. He would have been a good Reed Richards. Um, but yeah, like, I thought he was a fairly annoying character and that's a, another a drawback of the MCU is that, you know, any There's other no time... There's you no know, left. Well, yeah, that's it. Like, they've used William Jackson Harper in this and I, I don't think they used him well. And then that kind of writes him off now. He's been in the MCU... I, think... I suppose Gemma Chan's been in two different MCU films. So there's always 
I feel like they used him well, but not enough. If you get no, right. I don't, I don't the think chari- it was used I like well. the character, but I think it needed more. Again, I just think anyone could have played that character. You didn't have to get someone. I don't know. I think his tone fitted it very well. I wanted him to have a bigger role in the MCU, I think, is uh, my main complaint. And I feel like this means he won't have. Um, I think Michael Douglas was looking a bit, like, unwell. <laughs> I'm surprised he's made it out of this film alive, by the way. Like, Hank Pym, not... <laughs> Everyone's seen the film. Fucking murder him. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think like he was gonna die <laughs> filming the film, but I, I did think he's starting to look quite is look old. I mean, I guess he probably isn't. He? he wasn't really in it that much, to be fair. He's, uh, oh, he's seventy-eight, Michael Douglas. Um, he wasn't in it that much, but yeah, when the ship fell, I was like, "That's it. He's fucked." I was thinking because you know. Normally, in uh, these, especially in the third film of the trilogy, someone's going to die. Uh, but yeah, no, he made it out. He lives to die another day. I mean, the Duracell head guy died. He did, yeah. I liked his. It, like, I don't even know why. It was just like a sick. It's not really a superpower, but it's just kind of got a laser face. Yeah, laser face. Yeah, that's taser face though. I know. <laughs> so glad you got it. Um, of course. What about the guy with the holes? Oh, oh the, sorry, with no holes. The jelly guy. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. I loved I, it. Yeah. No, he, he was when he quite gets funny. holes, he's like, I have holes. It was quite funny, like, when they were when they're leading the charge at the end and he's right at the front and he's just, like, waving limbs everywhere as <laughs> he... Yeah, no, I did. Uh, I did quite like him, but I'm not. What you don't see is like, what has Kang taken from them? They tell because you. what they tell you. Well, they tell you that he like is is taken over. No, they say he built his citadel on top of their destroyed homes. Right, but you know what I mean is when you see Kang turn up. It, it, you know, it's not like it's, it's a bustling village or town or city or like it's a desert. There's nobody else there. I'm just saying, I wish we we could see like this is what life was like here before, and Kang ruined it all. So it was like, well, when Kang turned up, it looked like a wasteland. I think that was just a different part. Well, yeah, I agree. But that's what I mean. Like, I wish we'd seen what Kang actually took. Like what. Because we don't know what it was like before. We don't really know, apart from being told, we don't know the effect that, that him being there has had. Because we've no, we've no frame of reference for the quantum realm before this. Yeah. So, I think it looks like what it looked like, apart from the middle bit. Because like when they were leading the charge, they were like, this is our home, let's take it back. And yeah. you wouldn't say that if it were like someone else's palace built on top of where you used to live. You'd be like, destroy the fucking shit. So I think it maybe you just built that middle citadel bit on top of it all. Okay. I liked the little octopus things in the martini, mainly because they made it go big and it swallowed Bill Murray. Yeah. But for some reason, all of the weird creatures in this one were really cute. 
Like the weird tentacle thing, kind of cute. The flying manatee thing, I want one. Yeah. Like, but every other time they've been in the quantum realm, it was like the water pigs, water bear things, and like really tardigrades, tardigrades, and like weird. But do you know what I mean? Like they look like monstrous, scary looking yeah. things. Whereas that manatee, I was just like, I want to fly. It was a much like it's like it was a, a quantum realm and a true quantum realm. Do you know what I mean? Like the first time he went, he wasn't actually in the true quantum realm. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah. No, I uh, I agree. So Cassie and uh, and Scott are like kidnapped by by that tribe with the weird like laser face guy and the jelly person, and they're just all kind of like what are they? They're just in hiding, aren't they? No, I think that's their, their that's their village now, but their houses just yeah. move. I don't know. I just feel like I don't. What, what's what's everyone doing? Like trying to. Live. It's like it's meant to be a rebellion, but no one's rebellion. doing anything. Like I don't know. I I I never I never felt like I believed that this was a real inhabited living breathing thriving world like it ne- it never felt it never convinced me that that this exists and and it's a it's a functioning community it just it well, they were like they were like the nomad people that helped janet yeah and again like it but it doesn't tell you who they are like they, they turn up she starts she cuts off his arm and stabs him and he grows a new arm and then he's like hey there you go. Have a have a flying manatee. Like you, you don't you don't know anything about anyone that's there. Like even the Bill Murray character, it's like we used to fight against him, and he's like, yeah, now I work for him, and that's it. That's all you get. Like there's no context. There's no realism. There's no depth to like any of the characters other than Kang. But it just means that I I never felt like this was a. Or was it was it that an actual was, place? There was way more depth to Kang, but it just made everyone else. No, I didn't think there was any depth to anyone else. I stand by what I said. Like when you watch uh, the Black Panther films, I feel like Wakanda is a real place, and I, I when I watch Avatar, I feel like Pandora is a real place. And they I have meds for that. Did not get that sense from this. So yeah, they get forced to eat the jelly of Jellyman. Yeah, um, and that somehow translates everything. Yeah, because at first I thought that because he says you've just drank me, so I'm like, oh, so now they can understand him because they've got like it's like created a psychic link or whatever, just like a universal translator. Yeah, like is it is a like babel f- fish? Yeah, is that the Hitchhiker's Guide one? Yeah. Looks like it's probably better to go with the juice than the babelfish. Less painful. You'd rather you'd rather drink a guy than put a fish in your ear. Yes. Every day of the week. <laughs> I think I'd go with a fish. I mean, the fish borrows it into your brain. It doesn't. It just sits in your ear canal. That guy just looked like he tastes like cherry. <laughs> It was just Kool-Aid. See, that's the point from our American fans there mentioning Kool-Aid. 
You know a joke that I did think were good? What? When Scott says, like, are your houses alive? And he's like, what, yours are dead? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yours are dead? Like, yeah. a distraught over it. Yeah. Like, you couldn't understand that maybe they were just, you know, never alive. Just like, like we live in the corpses of dead houses. It's when he's like, he don't want to help. Scott don't want to help him. So Cassie's like a bit pissed off, and he just puts in and goes, "She's disappointed." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, got that." Yeah, that that would get it. It, it was that was William Jackson Harper's character, wasn't it? It was the yeah. the glowy thing on his head, like make it like every time he read someone's mind, it like glows and makes a noise. And I found that annoying. It was the noise I found really irritating, just over and over again. But also, it doesn't make sense. Like, if he is just like involuntarily reading people's minds, then wouldn't it just constantly be flashing while ever people are around? It's just boop, 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 flashing, going, making that stupid noise. If it's not unconsciously reading people's minds, if he's got to do it on purpose, just stop reading Scott's mind when you're saying, asking him to stop thinking whatever he was thinking. Like, just, I don't actually know if it were involuntary or not. I think that's the idea, because he's like, yeah. will you stop thinking that? And it just kept flashing, and it's like, yeah, he's still thinking it. But it, that, like I said, it, that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense, because everyone is... Everyone around you is constantly thinking, so it should just constantly be flashing and making a stupid noise. Maybe he has to be in a certain situation, like in conversation with them or something. Maybe. But then he wasn't in conversation with Scott and Cassie when he said, she's disappointed in you. Maybe close proximity, I don't know. <laughs> it well, maybe that, maybe that wasn't mind reading. That was just him being <laughs> observant. <laughs> Did the noise go off when that happened? I think so, yeah. Then we get his first look at Modoc, the modified organism designed only for killing. Sorry, Modoc, Modoc. Yeah. You have a real big issue with Modoc. He didn't look good. Modoc doesn't look good. But it it, it didn't look, it didn't look interesting, though, did he? Like he, he was just. Darren Cross's head, like I, it was just his head, and it, it it didn't look convincing, and it didn't look interesting. Like they could have like deformed it some, stretched the skin, and like kind of fucked him up a bit, and made his eyes a different shape. And but they didn't. It was just his head. It was just like they zoomed in on his head, and were like, "Yep, yeah, cut that out. Zoom in on his head on a green screen." And stick that in the in the little suit we've got, and that'll do. Like not doing anything else with it, not doing any kind of effects with it. Not just it's just a guy's head. And that's all Modoc is. But I get like making him look a bit more deformed, that sort of thing. Well, yeah, like it's not. It doesn't just look like a big head. Like it's not a, a normal face that he's got. If you look at like comics, Modoc, he's wrinkly. It's. It's like, yeah, he's wrinkly, but also I don't know. It's like a, he's got a small face on a on a massive head, and he's, he's, everything's not in proportion. 
But I thought he looked really cool when he had his mask down. Yeah. And I wish he'd have kept his mask down more. <laughs> because as soon as you could see his face, it's just like there's no taking him seriously now. Just needs to stop being a dick. It's never too late to stop being a dick. And obviously after that, we get to see Kang for the first time in this movie. Uh, or do we well, have the no, flashback it, it, first? He's right at the beginning, isn't he? But like, do we have the flashback in when he gets his suit before that? Oh, maybe, yeah. I feel like it is. It's just yeah, when, a she, when she finally tells person. him, like, and, and now we're into a film, she finally decides I just, to. I think Janet's a bitch. Like, all right, she, she's not wanted to talk about it before now, but then, like, as soon as they ended up in the quantum realm, she should have been like, right, here's the deal. There's this guy. Yeah, I helped her out. And, and just laid it all out. He's a psychopath. We're probably going to die. Rather than being really shady about it the whole time, like oh, no, I can't. And they, they, they know it's not like she's hiding it well. Like, what aren't you telling us? Why are you still not telling us? And obviously, it's because they want the flashback halfway through the film. But it, it just, it was annoying that she still wasn't telling them when she now has reason to tell them. In fact, just before this, uh, the flashback scene. Uh, my wife leaned over to me in the cinema and went, I wish you'd just fucking tell them already. <laughs> so, yeah, what what did you think to the, the Kang flashback? I thought it was kind of cool. Like, it showed him nice to start off with. Shows a different side to him, yeah. It gave you a false sense of security. And then you get the flashback when she touches his ball. But then it's... It's one of those things, isn't it? Like... He says, you know, all, all the other Kangs are worse than me, and so I need to win to protect the multiverse. But that was the same view that He Who Remains had as well. All the other Kangs are worse than me, so I'm being in charge to save you from them. Do we not think it was He Who Remains who put him there? It was all the other Kangs who put him there. How do Are we sure? Because He Who Remains is He Who Remains because he's the last Kang. Yeah, but... The, but then they come back. It, it, he's the last Kang because there was a multiversal like, he, war. He, he'd pruned every every timeline that had another Kang in it. That, because there was a multiversal war, right? Yeah, so he'd wiped out the other Kangs by getting rid of their timelines. But they're about to come back. So they've all come back now. Yeah, they've no, all come back. I reckon he's he's one of the ones that's come back. I I think that Kang's past. Is the MCU's future? I because he said like they're declaring war on the multiverse, right? And they say the quantum realm, the time doesn't work properly, and that the multiverse is more than just time; it's dimensions and everything, right? Right. So I think he who remains was he who remains because he was the last one after the multiversal war because he pruned all of the timelines, and then when all the timelines start to split again. He's like, they're coming. Yeah. Um, I And obviously Kang talks about, in this, he talks about all the Avengers he's killed and things like that. I think that Kang's past is the future for the MCU, which would make sense as to why he mentioned Thor, who we everyone's suspecting he's going to die soon. 
No, I think that's just because he's killed countless Thors. That that is my prediction: is that Kang's past is the MCU's and the Avengers' future. No, I don't think so because then he'd have to win. Yeah. No. I don't think so because we tease all the other Kangs at the end of this. Like, it doesn't have to. It's not this version of Kang where it has to be. Although I'm not convinced he's dead, but we'll get to that. But now I'm, he, he does say he does say that it was the other Kangs that put him there. I don't think it was one specific Kang. It was the what did he call them? It said the Dynasty of Kangs, didn't he? He said that the Dynasty. Did he say the Dynasty? He said the Dynasty Which of is- Kangs. I mean, one of the films upcoming is the Kang Dynasty. Well, yeah. And we've got lots of Kangs there as well. Yeah, some of them look really shit. (laughs) Like, the main middle Kang looked shit. The Egyptian Kang looks sick, and then the, like, Cyborg Kang looks sick, and then the other one just looked really shit. Yeah, the Cyborg Kang looked really cool. The Egyptian Kang just looked, like, ruthless. There was a lizard one. The cyborg-looking one kind of reminded me of uh, Geras from Mortal Kombat 11. Okay. I don't know if you've played that. I think so. I think I know what you're on about. I think they do a good job of showing you why you should be afraid of Kang. Yeah. The man scares me. Like, when, when they're just in the cell and he's so calm and just... It's no effort at all for him to just... Yeah, like, his technology is so advanced. And Ant-Man's up against Wall, and then he's pulled up against Force Field, and Cassie's pulled up in air and turned on the side. And spam. No effort at all. It's just a flick. Yeah. And then later on, when he comes out of the building in the big battle towards the end, I was skipping forward a bit, but... And he's just... He's just like he, he reminded me of a Dalek in Doctor Who. Like just gives no fuck, just he's like Yeah, like spinning around with the lasers and taking it's no, it's no effort for him. He's just killing people left, right and centre, and there's nothing that anyone can do to stop him. And like it don't matter what you throw at him, it it just it bounces off. Like it's just a scary villain. Bit like Ultron was, like Ultron was just a bit ridiculously overpowered to start with. Ultron showed more emotion, I think, than Kang. Yeah. Ultron Ultron got Ultron were like a like a petulant kid with ridiculous <laughs> amounts of power. Like Kang just wouldn't I think Kang did get angry at times and that was when it was scary because he was so calm and collected. And then yeah. as soon as you, you could tell when he were pissed off. Yeah, there's a, there's a few times you think like he's about to is about to shout and he just I think he he collects himself again and and does like he, he keeps that calm facade. I think when you can the hear fla- in the tone though, can't you? In the flashback, when she's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going back with you because I'm not helping you escape." You can see he wants to be like, "Just fucking get in here." And like he looks like he's about to lose his shit, and then he's just stays calm. And what makes you think you can stop me? It's when he does the he does it. I think twice when he's so pissed off 
and he just like screams and the blue just goes and wipes a load of shit out. Scott, I'm not sure what caused it. Like, I don't know if this is meant to be to do with the um, that orb thing. So is that your understanding what causes the whatever happens to Scott when there's all those Ant-Men? What does it... What does, Murdoch says what it is. What is it it's that he pro- says? It's the probability field. That's it, it's probability. Every, every probability coming into existence. It's it's the beginning of series two of Rick and Morty, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's that Family Guy episode where they all start popping up like, no! No, that's time travel. But so yeah, the that episode of Rick and Morty, if you're not if you're not sure what you're doing, then both things happen and the the world splits in two. And that feels like this. As soon as he's he's not entirely sure, is he gonna move that foot or that foot, then both happen. Yeah. And it's like it's really kind of heartwarming when Hope flies down to catch him. And she knows that's her one single thought. So they all like c- come back into her. And then as soon as he grabs it, all Ant-Men do, because they're both on that singular thought. Yeah. The pyramid was quite cool. Well, the pyramid, the, the, the tower that they build. When he's like, how are you, Modoc's like, how are you doing this? He's like, because we all have the same reason. You know, you know what, you know what, that was uh, the visual that that was taking, don't you? Like what creature in nature builds structures out of themselves ants. like that? Exactly. Ants. He was being ants. Yeah. And they were making a big I, ant I tower. Thought, I thought at first he was controlling them with his little earpiece because he was like... Oh, right, yeah. Touching his head and then they were like helping him out. And I was like, is he kind of doing it as well? Yeah. So I wasn't sure though what if the, the probability field was caused by them being in the middle of the orb thing. Yeah. Or if it's because he shrank so much because like he, no, they were already in the, the quantum orb. realm. Like he's already like smaller than microscopic. And then he shrinks and then he shrinks and then he shrinks and then he shrinks. No, it, it was definitely the orb because they, they said like once you're in there, the longer you're in there, the more your mind will unravel. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But yeah, we think like how how small can this guy get? I don't think it's measurable. <laughs> like he's already in the quantum realm, and then he's yeah. still shrinking multiple times. What I tried to say to you in the film, but you couldn't hear me, is every Ant Man film they now have this thing where they've got to every film Ant Man is in, they've got to make him a little bit bigger, or it's yeah. disappointing. And I think yeah. this is the biggest he's been. I wish there was more Ant Manning in this. Like, there's not many times that he has to shrink down. He does a lot more growing than he does shrinking. Yeah, and there's not many fight fight scenes, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like when he's showing Cassie, like, yeah. pop, and like that's a cool little quick fight scene and. I think it did lack a bit on the combat, like clean combat, rather than just Jiggly Man running across a bridge. <laughs> but yeah, it's the Ant Man films always felt a bit more grounded. 
they were more the set. The first, the first one definitely did. They were more set in the real world than like Thor. Yeah. And 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 your Guardians films and and I I kind of miss that a bit. I want more grounded MCU stuff. Like Captain America were always quite grounded. What did you think to the um, the spaceship controls, the worm things? I quite liked that. I thought that was a good visual gag. Yeah. Michael Douglas with his hands it's, in some it's, jelly. It's when he, it's when Janet was like up to the elbow, like stuffing a turkey. It's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't need that image in my head. I'll tell you what, it did see it feel like really out of place and weird, and I would have cut it if I was editing this. Was uh, basically Hank Pym being like, "Yeah, I've been shagging people too, but they weren't you." Like what? Is now a time? I think that's why it worked. I didn't. I, think... I didn't think it worked. It felt really out of didn't. place. The last bit didn't. The they wasn't you. It, that was out of place. But the well, whole none, none of it did. Like I can understand. He's he was jealous of whatever her and Bill Murray had. But then, and to probably be like, can. Yeah, let's be honest. Maybe. But yeah, I just thought it. it then felt really weird that he was like, yeah, I I was with someone a couple of times. No, because he said something to her and she was like, I was down here for 30 years, I had needs. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I've got needs as well. And that, leave it there, leave it there. And then he was like, I was with someone a couple of times and her name was Linda or whatever. I went on a date a few times. No, he said I was with someone a couple of times. Her name was whatever her name was. And and it didn't work out, and she says why, and he's like, "Cause they weren't you." Like none of that was needed. It just no, I I don't know, it it didn't feel. I think I think just just leave it as, you know, they're, they're both saying like, "Yeah, we've been with other people while we've been separated because we never thought we'd see each other again." That's fine. You can just leave it there. You don't have to start getting specific about Linda. <laughs> I can't remember if that's what her name was, but. But the fact oh, that I they named know more her, about Linda. I think the fact that they named her, I thought, was odd. Like, why? Why have we given this person that we're never going to see and is never going to factor into the story a name? But yeah, I, I wondered if them naming her meant that she was a, a comic book character and it was a reference for the fans. But as far as I can tell, it's not. It's just a really random line. Just Linda. So yeah, apparently we just needed to know more about. Hank Pym's really sad-sounding sex life. What was her name? Brenda? Lin- Linda. Okay, so where were we up to chronologically? I think, so Ant-Man, the Wasp, the Bean, they've, they've, got the, they've got the orb back. Is, is he, like, I, I don't really understand again here, like, what... Is he just not honouring the agreement? Like, never really quite says... Um, yeah, because he says, like, she'll do fine without you. Yeah, because he doesn't give it him. He has to take it off him. But again, he just uses his his, his powers, a flick of the fingers, and no, the orb flies I'm into sure his hand. Said, I'm sure he says it af- as he takes it. Well. She'll do fine with you, and then... Either way, I, I wasn't sure if that was always his plan, or if it's like, he's not giving it me, so he's not... If you're not honouring your side, then I'm not honouring my side. 
I think it was like he took it and he was like, she'll do fine without you. So they attack him and he's just like flick of the finger, flying to yeah. a rock, get knocked out for a bit. Um, and then steals Janet. Yeah, he like freezes her in time first, doesn't he? Yeah. Which I thought was another cool. But like with all the powers that he displays earlier in the film, like I feel like he could have held out longer in that final battle. I don't know. I think he was just overwhelmed, like yeah. by all the ants, and that they destroyed Arthur's tech because, like, he was sparking all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, they they wake up because he's fucked off. So Hank, uh, so Scott and Hope wake up with like some giant ant over him, and it's just Hank there, like, yeah, they're fixing the ship for us, basically. And they and, and they zoom off to the to the capital where um Cassie's starting to be a badass. It's uh, Chekhov's ants from earlier in the film. Yeah. Chekhov. Yeah, Chekhov's gun. It's a it's a movie thing. Oh, okay. Chekhov was a playwright and basically he had this principle that everything yep. in a story should be there on purpose, everything should be necessary and like nothing's by accident. So if there's a gun hanging on a wall in the in the first act of the film, then somebody should get shot by it in the third act. Which Marvel tend to do quite well. Like, everything means something, pretty much. Like, but, the fact that when Kang gets that, sucked... That, that, is, that is what um, Shaun of the Dead is referencing with the rifle hanging on the wall in the... Yeah. What is it, what's it called? Winchester. Because it's a Winchester rifle. Yeah. Like Marvel, I feel like Marvel do it quite well. The whole everything that we do means something. Like I reckon it's got to mean something. The fact that when he gets sucked into the power core thing, it's red. It's like a big burst of red energy that goes. <gasps> Scarlet Witch is what I was thinking because really is that actually what yeah, you were thinking? Well, oh fuck off! In... You're worse than some of these YouTube theorists just pulling no, anything out your col- ass. Colors all colors mean something in Marvel, don't they? Like black okay. panthers associated with black and purple. Doctor Strange is all the gold rings. Um, yeah, but Cassie's suit's purple. That must mean she's uh, oh, shut up. actually Thanos in disguise. <laughs> No, but I just I thought it was an interesting choice for it to be red. When... There's only so many colours. <laughs> yeah, why not keep it gold like it were already? Maybe it's something to do with Spider-Man. No, Scarlet Witch's Wix, energy is red. Uh, you're so desperate for her to be alive. I am, I really think am. she's in a battery in Quantum Realm. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know what it means. It was just a thought that I had. I well, just wanted something big to come from this movie. It was like nothing really happened. What do you mean? Apart no, from post credit like, scene. No, that's like the main thing this film has got going for it is that I think it is that it works on its own, in its own right. And whether this version of Kang comes back or not, you can still watch this film and that's like a satisfying conclusion. Kang's gone. They they escaped. Kang's gone. It it doesn't all have to I be. I mean, it's not satisfying. Cassie just apparently opened the portal again somehow. Yeah, but uh, just that's, randomly. That's um, Chekhov's Chekhov's line of dialogue earlier in the film. <laughs> she says at the beginning, 
if I had this tech when you were stuck in the quantum realm, I could have found you. And now she has that tech and he's stuck in the quantum realm. So she I knows how to get him out. I thought it blew up. What blew up? When Janet unplugged it, it all sparked and powered and she pulled. Down. She pulled the power out of it. That's, that's it. That's all she did. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like it. That last fight scene was the like was actually all right. Like after Kang's gone on his little killing spree and gets swarmed by a load of ants, but just kind of carry him off like Dolores Umbridge in Harry Potter and Centaurs. That's what it reminded me of. All ants just carrying him off. Yeah, and I think it was like you say, like it it, it feels a bit. Hank even says something about socialism earlier in the film, but it feels a bit like a socialist message. Like, if you band together, you can overthrow your oppressors. Yeah. If you all work together with one mind. But like then that, that last scene's brutal because obviously he, he's sparking all over the place, like ants have chewed him to bits. So instead, he's just like, I'm just going to stand on Scott's face. And I mean, yeah, like, even I... even without his tech. He is formidable. Yeah, and Ant-Man just keeps standing up over and over again. Do you know what I def- saved Ant-Man in that? What, Some lasers on his hands. <laughs> is that, that Chekhov's line of dialogue relating back to what I said earlier? <laughs> but, like, yeah. Learning a lot and, about this Chekhov guy. And Yeah, but Jonathan Majors, it look, like, it, he's, he's just been in Creed 3, so he's looking pretty hench. <laughs> So it's yeah, just when he's standing I, on his face, it's like fuck. That's just. I wouldn't want to get into a fist fight with Jonathan Majors, whether he's got a powerful technology suit or not. Why do you say it like you could get into a fight with Jonathan Majors? Well, you know, it might happen. He'd just flick you. It might happen. He'd just blow, and you'd like break an arm. Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I don't want to. <laughs> Wouldn't even waste the energy on you. He's like, good. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. So Hope comes back and starts absolutely just destroying him with lasers from her wrists, like Ant Man should have. Um, and obviously, there's a big red glow when he gets sucked in, sucked into his ball. Yeah, I weren't quite sure what was happening there because he put he put loads of glowy, growing and shrinking things on it, and then it never changed size. I think it was just it's just like destabilized it. Yeah, because I think they were fighting against each other. Surely, to like it, grow and small and it would have been better just growing it again, like Janet did. No, because that'd have killed. No, I guess he did say only neither of us needs to win. Yeah, we just both need to lose. Yeah, I I did think that they were gonna get stuck in in the quantum realm again, and yeah. then it was it was gonna come out to warn everyone about Kang. Five years later. In, in in the Avengers, yeah. In Kang Dynasty. Or he Secret just shows Wars. Up and everyone's like everyone's just like, no, every time you show up, something bad happens. Do you think the Kangs are gonna be defeated in Kang Dynasty? And then like Secret Wars is dealing with the aftermath? In the opposite way around. No, I'm, tr- I'm sure first. Kang Dynasty's first and then Secret Wars. Secret Wars is generally when like all the multiverses are gonna collapse in on themselves. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Kang Dynasty's first. Like, all the, all six, the multiverses are gonna collapse in into one multiverse, and we're finally gonna get Miles Morales 
And that's going to be when when Morbius comes to the MCU. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I feel like the Kangs should get destroyed in Kang Dynasty if Secret Wars is then going to be... I want Galactus to be the enemy in Secret Wars. And, like, every single multiverse has got to... Oh, maybe. Because Galactus is, like, this big purple-headed... I feel like we might be saving Galactus for something bigger, though. And I hope it is Galactus. Like, Silver Surfer, that was Galactus, weren't it? it Well, it was a big cloud of smoke, yeah. Yeah, it weren't a big guy in, like, a big giant in purple armour with weird headgear. Yeah. Like, that's Galactus. So yeah, obviously they get home safe and sound, and we get we get a we get a bit of cast of again where it's links Check back off. to the first scene where he's walking down the street. I like how the coffee guy's like, "You're not the bug man, you're the other bug man." Twelve dollars. Um, I mean, yeah, you, we've skipped over Cassie growing and Modoc saving the day. Yeah, that that was that. Like, that that, I mean, that was a quick turnaround, wasn't it? Like. He spent all of Ant-Man being a knobhead, and then all of this film being a knobhead, and then suddenly, when he's dying, he's like, actually, maybe I don't want to be. Look, what else can I be? It seemed a a bit convenient. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to change all my allegiances in the last (laughs) battle. (laughs) The best part of this movie is where he's like, you were always my brother, and now I get to die in Avenger, and then the the weird baby hand's like... I was like, yeah, sure, you're an Avenger, and I'll fucking die. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if we're talking about the, the, the final uh, the final sequence with him walking down the street and suddenly realising that, actually, maybe this isn't all over, and have I doomed the world? And, you know, it, it, are, are we in imminent danger? Is there another big Thanos-level or greater threat coming? Did, did we actually get rid of and then, Kang and... And then does exactly what I would do in that situation and goes, yeah, we'll worry about it later. It's a problem for another day. <laughs> yeah. It's not happening right now. Let me just go let me just go get a twelve dollar coffee. Shall we talk post credits? Yeah. I mean we've already we've already discussed one. Yep. And the the Pharaoh and the cy- cy- cybernetic Kang and then shit Kang. Yeah, and I bet if you I've not done this yet, but if you Google, like, who are all those different Kangs, I bet every single one of those is a ca- a version of Kang from the comics. Oh, yeah, like the Lizard Kang. And... But, yeah, a bit of a glimpse of what is to come. And I mean, when is, when is Kang Dynasty? 2025. So it's at the end of 2025, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, start, March. Is it? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Secret Wars at the end of 2025. Oh, I thought they were 12 months apart. No, like six months. It's like March and November. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so, when are you next expecting Kang to show up? Apart from in Loki Series 2. Uh, What's next movie? Guardians of the Galaxy. <sighs> Doubt he'll be in that. What's after that? The Marvels. What's that? Doesn't seem likely. After that, Blade? No, definitely not. After that, Captain America New World Order? Uh, More chance than the others. What's after that? Thunderbolts. Maybe that? And that's phase five. 
maybe in Thunderbolts towards the end. And no, I think Thunderbolts. I feel like will have more to do with the Captain America New World Order. I don't, I feel like it's Loki two uh, season two is going to tell us. Yeah, maybe. So that is, so the second post credit scene. I'm pretty sure it's just straight up a scene out of Loki series two. Probably, yeah. Like well, I, 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 I don't think it was specially filmed for this. I think it's just a scene from Loki who have gone, yeah, that'll work here. Yeah, I've actually got the names of the Kangs that we saw in oh, okay. those credits. So the cybernetic guy was Immortus, the once and future Kang. Nice. Uh, second guy, second guy was Ramatut. Uh, yeah. which was a Kang that went and became the ancient Egyptian pharaoh. Kang Prime, or Scarlet Centurion, um, was the first Kang that popped up. Then it was actually a perfect recreation of the Council of Kangs from the comics. The scene that we saw with them all sat there, it showed how it shows in the comics, um, in the exact positions and things like that. Victor Timely founded the town of Timely and became its mayor using time travel technology to create a massive manufacturing empire based on robotics. So is he a is he a Kang that came from the future, landed there and took over, or is he a Kang yes. that was born in Victorian England? No, he went back. Right, okay. They're all time travellers. I know they're all time travellers, but it's whether he started there or ended up there. But yeah, it was nice to see that uh, Loki and Mobius are working together again because the last we saw, Mobius didn't even recognise him. Yep. Um, so and hopefully that will be uh, settled fairly quickly. And we just ended with a big statue of Kang. Yeah, and so Loki Series 2 is expected this summer. So what's th- what's the next thing that we've got coming? Well... We don't have an exact release date for Secret Invasion, but it says spring. Uh, I I would expect What If to be soon. Yeah. I think What If Series 2 is going to be soon. So we're looking at What If and Secret Wars, uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah. But yeah, What If Series 2 is, just, is scheduled to be early 2023. And I think it's, they're leaving it a bit late. To, be, to consider early twenty twenty three, yeah, like it's got it's got to be within before May the next. I'd say before April to be considered early this year. I think it's got to be before the end of next month. I think it's got to be probably in the next four weeks. And they're just going to release it, and everyone's going to go mental. Well, I don't think we're just going to like surprise release it, but I think maybe you'll get one or two weeks notice. So they need to announce it in the next two weeks, basically. Yeah. Okay. So, before we go, we need to rate it out of ten. We did it out of five last time for Black Panther. Are we doing it out of ten? Because oh. last time we rated out of five heart-shaped herbs. Okay, so a rating out of five ants. Out of five ants. Or five of Kang's magic balls. <laughs> yes, no. Out of five of Kang's Magic balls. What would you give it? I mean, I'd say it's perfectly average film. I'd say it's it's free magic balls. I will agree with free magic balls. So I think that's the episode. We'll be 
back soon with a news episode because there's a few bits of news we've got to talk about as well as some newly released trailers. Hopefully our next bonus episode will be to talk about episode one of What If Series 2. No, our next bonus episode will probably be The Last of Us. Depends. Depends which one comes first, yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening to this bonus episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us with your thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp, cool ant man ear, you can email us on notnpod at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter at News of the Nerd. We're also now on Facebook, just search News of the Nerd on there. If you'd like to support us, the best things that you can do are give us a five-star rating on iTunes and just tell your friends. And your mums. Yeah, what he said. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back in a few days with our news episode. Thank you for listening. It is better than those two. And <coughs> <coughs> I voice broke.